Today's show is brought to you by Delicious Obsessions. Real food, real life, and real delicious. Deliciousobsessions.com. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, which can be found on our website at treyerwilderness.com and also on iTunes. Welcome to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where we are homesteading traditionally 100% off-grid today and offering preparedness and survival tips for tomorrow. Here's your host, Tammy Treyer. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It is another beautiful day here in Idaho. And yes, it is always beautiful here in Idaho, regardless what the weather is. I know I say it all the time that it's glorious, but it is. It's really awesome. We've had great weather and really excited. My garden is doing things and our projects are getting done and so much is going on. And we appreciate all of you that supported us with our um, extra mile uh fundraiser that we were doing for the wounded and disabled veterans. Uh, We really thank you all for contributing and being a part of that and for your support. And I'm really blessed to have a great friend on with me today. It's so funny. I am associated with so many people on the internet that I communicate with on a regular basis for probably the last two or three years. And Unfortunately, that's our communication because we're all so busy and we don't always have the time to connect and our phones are always our biggest struggle. So I'm blessed to have one of those friends join me today who I have been communicating with for at least three years and who is a wealth of information on a lot of topics and does some really cool things on her homestead. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Janet Garman. She is from TimberCreekFarmer.com. She is an author and a mom and wears many hats, so I'm just going to welcome her. Janet, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Tammy. I'm really excited. Like you said, it is such a blessing to actually get to talk to friends that we've met in various uh, networking-type groups and feel like we already know, but we haven't actually heard each other's voices, so this is such a treat, (laughs) and I really appreciate the chance. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so glad to have you on here. You do amazing things. And it's, and I just feel so blessed to have the platform to share my friends and to share all this information and enlighten and educate people. So I'm just going to give you the floor and allow you to share your story and, and the things you do on your homestead and uh, just uh, communicate with my audience. <laughs> Okay, well, I will, um, I'll start off with a little bit of background so people have an idea of what, what I'm doing and who we are as people here. We are, um, on the East Coast, so we're quite a good distance from Idaho. Um, we're in the Chesapeake Bay area and it's probably a lot more heavily populated here than out where you are also. Um, we have wonderful blessing of having a farm land, piece of farmland in our family. So we've kind of inherited it 
Um, my husband's business is a, is a rural-type business. Um, it's a sustainable tree farm with a sawmill and produce um, lumber and byproducts from lumber milling. And we also have the farm that we um, manage as a, as a production farm. Um, so that's where we were coming from back before we were married, uh, say, 30, 40 years ago. This was a very rural area. Um, no one wanted to really live in this area. It was kind of a um, not very nice summer place on the river. And some some people started developing property down in this way, and it quickly became the place to go. And now it's become very heavily populated. So we're farming in a very suburban area, which can have its own special problems or let's just say challenges, um, that's, where, that's where we are. And as our kids started growing up and having interests and in things, um, we just kind of went with it. Um, so the horseback riding became horse owning, the, uh, the riding became competing, um, then we had, you know, pony camps so that we could teach others how to care for their ponies and horses. and. Um, the boys and even our daughter were heavily into action type lifestyles like paintball and <laughs> dirt bike riding in the trails and, um, all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, we've always kind of been an outdoor oriented family and kind of keep our kids close to home and trying to show them that there were other things to do other than go to the mall and hang out or spend money, um, on things you don't need. So that was kind of our philosophy of raising our children, and um, we had a lot of fun with them when we were raising them, and, and really enjoyed it. Um, now, now we're getting into the grandparent stage, and uh, hoping to pass some of that love for the outdoors on to the next generation. But the, the chickens actually came along a lot later, even though writing about chickens was my first book. Um, we started, like I said, with horses and ponies, then we had goats and uh, donkey and um, then some sheep and we didn't have um, we didn't have ducks and chickens until about six or seven years ago I guess about that so um, even though I knew about raising chickens from going to college and taking classes in poultry production I had never owned chickens of my own so uh, you know that was that was kind of a later thing for us but, of course, we wouldn't go back now. Um, I love having chickens. Um, I would like to have more poultry. Um, we have, you know, quite a few ducks, and it's just so much fun to sit there after the chores are done and just watch everybody <laughs> kind of peck around at the ground. And <laughs> That's our, that's our uh, cocktail hour, I guess. <laughs> I, um, I totally get that. <laughs> they do the funniest things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when when people ask us to meet them for dinner, it's often well we kind of late because we don't put the chickens in until like seven thirty or eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of puts a little bit of a damper on our social life, but that's okay. <laughs> we're, we're okay with it. Um, this sounds so like us. That's kind of what, what. Yeah, that's what our that's what our day to day life is like. We um, we spend a, a lot of time at the farm or working uh, on the family business. So 
Um, we're not real social butterflies or live wires around here. We kind of keep to ourselves and, <laughs> and do what we enjoy, which we, we're, we're happy doing that. And, well, you know, some of our, our outings are uh, going to tractor shows and <laughs> nearby states. And yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, it, so. you, you sound very much like us. We are the same way. It's just you find such when – you, when you live the lifestyle like we do, I think you just find so much comfort in your own home um, and just the peace of the tranquility that you create, you know, and I don't know, we're the same way that we don't really have a desire to go anywhere. And if we do, it's, you know, something outdoorsy as well. And I think it's awesome to be able to have the opportunity to raise our kids in the environments that we create and, and to be able to, have the history like you do on your homestead as well is awesome. Um, we both come from families that farmed and, and my husband's, uh, farm is, he would be the fifth generation farmer if, you know, if we were going to venture that in Pennsylvania and it's, it's really, Uh really awesome to be able to have that heritage. And like you said, to be able to pass it down to the grandbabies, that's just, that's priceless. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just love sharing. We only have one. We only have one grandbaby right now, but the kids are just starting to get to that age of starting families. So, yeah. um, but we just have such a good time showing her the animals, letting her start to help. You know, pick up eggs or whatever little tasks are appropriate for her age. Right. And you know, she loves to communicate on. You know, she sees a picture of a cow, and she says that you know it's Grandpa's cow, and <laughs> you know that 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 kind of thing. So That's it's cool. nice to, that she's picking up on that identity. Um, yeah, I, I think when I first started writing my blog um, about four years ago, I didn't really have a a real concrete idea of where I was going. But as it started to come to life, I kind of thought, you know, I think I have a voice here and I want to reach people who who may be searching for this kind of lifestyle that they don't know how to start. They don't know what to look for. And that was kind of my mission in starting to write at all and sharing pictures of our farm as it grew right. was to share and educate um, and mostly, I think, encourage that you can do a lot or you can do a little. You can plant, you know, two tomato plants and enjoy that you actually grew those tomatoes or you can get chickens or goats or a dairy cow, you know, depending on where you live and what you can accomplish there. And it's okay to dream about the future. You know, if you want to one day move to a small farm or one day own a ranch and raise cattle um, as a livelihood, you know, it's okay to have that dream still, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You don't have to dream a, a business job where, you know, you have to go into a building. And it's okay to still have dreams of owning land and producing food and uh, you know, we, we've we worked really hard over our, our married life to become more and more self-reliant. Um, you know, we're pretty frugal. We save things. We reuse items. Um, just all, you know, all that kind of stuff. We learn from year, year to year, you know, what works for our land and what doesn't. And um, we make adjustments and I just think it's important that people realize you don't have to be successful at every facet of it, and it's okay to learn as you go. Mm-hmm. And I've just really enjoyed 
kind of using that voice as a, you know, as a blogger to um, tell people that and to encourage them. Yes, that's great. That's great information because so many people, I think the benefit of what you and I do is that we learn as we go because that's the part that is um, inspiring and gratifying and just keeps you going. It becomes a contagious thing that you just continue to morph and progress into new and exciting things. And I think that, you know, if you think, like you said, if if they feel they have to be perfect at everything, they're missing out on the highlights and the best parts of the learning process and of the adventure um, of of embracing uh-huh. such a lifestyle. And and we don't have to for, conform to society's cookie cutter life. That's such an important thing that you said, and I haven't we haven't really touched on that on my show in quite a long time. But that is that is such an awesome point because everybody thinks they have to, you know, do these, you know, office jobs and that, but there are so many other things that people can do to be successful and also enjoy life at the same time. You know, being able to embrace your passions and actually make money at it is something that's really awesome. And that's something that you are achieving on your homestead as we are. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, And I think, I think it's really important to, to mesh what kind of a person you are, your faith, your thoughts, and all that with what you want to do in your self-reliance. I have battled this kind of stereotype my whole life that just because you like to be outdoors doesn't mean that you don't also like to clean up and, you know, fix your hair from time to time. (laughs) You know, you you don't have to give up all the creature comforts just Uh because you want to be (laughs) self-reliant. I mean, if I didn't have a place to go get a haircut, I would definitely survive without getting a haircut. But, you know, it's nice. It's right down the street. If I want to get a professional haircut, I can go do that. I shouldn't have to worry about, you know, that that's not something we do. Right, right. You know, it's a... I just always laugh. It's, yeah. it's okay. If you want to go to a movie, go to a movie. You know, it doesn't mean you can't go partake of, you know, life out there. <laughs> that's, that's so, so awesome you know, that you I've mentioned had people that, too. Comment, you know, <laughs> yeah, I've, had, I've had people comment, you know, when they've seen, you know, my hands in a video or something. They're like, how do you keep your, how do you keep nail polish on if you do all that work? <laughs> and I'm like... Well, you know, first of all, if I chose to put nail polish on, it's really my business. <laughs> but let me keep it positive here and be like, oh, yeah, well, I have an, all, you know, I have an awesome friend who does nails. And, you know, I just like to um, I like to give her a little bit of business now and then. So <laughs> That's a great answer. I just think it's funny. <laughs> we can yeah, still be good think, to ourselves, right? <laughs> Right, exactly. Yes, it's okay. You don't have to look like you're downtrodden just because you like to, you know, live without a lot of nonsense in right. your life. Right, and be frugal. And just because we shop at the thrift store doesn't mean we don't find really awesome stuff that still have tags on them that you paid 40 bucks for and I paid two. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good point. Yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. Because you know what? We all still need to be good to ourselves. And how we choose to be good to ourselves, whether it's putting nail polish on our fingers or a French manicure, which I like to do every so often on my toes. Um, you know, we're still girls. Uh-huh. And we still, you know, right. I always say on my show, and I've said it in my posts, I'm a mixed bag. My dad wanted boys and ended up with girls. So I'm a very mixed bag, but I still like to be a girl. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and it, and it's okay. Yeah, you know, I think it's a, a stereotype that if you say you're a um, a homesteader, that, that means you know you're you're wa- walking around in rags and muck boots. You know, you're, you're eating. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, you're eating nothing but you know potatoes and turnips because that's all you had that day. You know? <laughs> like, you know, we've probably gone a little little further than that in the home setting. <laughs> That's really funny, though. I never really, I never really thought about that, but it is funny. And we, you know, we, and everybody finds their happiness and and their pleasures in in different ways. But it's so uh-huh. true, you know. Just because we are homesteaders doesn't mean that we live this sheltered and an uncultured life. It's just how we live is a choice. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just like to, you know, I always try to think about what, why somebody is making a comment like they do, you know, <laughs> like where are they coming from with that comment instead right. of just having a knee jerk insulted reaction, you right. know, just right. to think about it a little bit. But, right. but anyway, back to the, back to the farming <laughs> <laughs> issue, you know, a, a, another you know, comment we get around from people around here when we say, you know, well, we raise we raise all of our own meat and a lot of our own vegetables, and um, we don't have the pasture land to raise grain, but you know, we try to buy from good sources for those kind of products. Um, but I just think it it's funny if people ask, like, well, why do you do that? Why can't you just go to the store? You know, I'm like, well, I can, you know, I can go to the store, but this is our choice. You know, we wanted to know exactly what went into our animals and exactly how they were treated. And um, our animals that we raise for meat have one bad moment in their whole entire life, and they don't even see it coming. Yep. Yep. You know, it's like, I know some people are against eating meat altogether, and I'm not addressing that issue. I'm saying... I know exactly how pampered my animals are right up to the day of slaughter. And it's quick, and they don't see it coming. You know, we don't don't warn them. We we don't talk about it. It's just a fact of life for us. That's how we do it. And, um, you know, I think we're happy with it. We're happy with um, how we feel or how our health is, you know, and I think a lot of it is because of, of the love and joy we put into our food. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to touch on that a little more. We're going to take a short break to hear some words from our sponsors, but as soon as we come back, I will touch some more on that. So everybody stay tuned. The new Pioneer Magazine, taking the skills and techniques of yesteryears and combining it with solar, hydroponics, and various other advancements of today, creating the most robust pioneering magazine on the market. 
In addition to the new Pioneer magazine, they also have available the American Frontiersman magazine, taking you back to a more primitive time, and both magazines can be found at newpioneermag.com. Get your copies today and be prepared for tomorrow. Do you have a loved one, or are you suffering from celiac disease or a gluten intolerance? Trying to find that perfect flour? Whether you are baking cookies, flaky pie crusts, or baking breads from scratch, or you are looking for a quick cake from a package, look no further. Better Batter offers non-GMO gluten-free products with an assortment of packaged items as well as flour packaged in varying sizes, including their bulk sizes, perfect for those of you that are practicing your preparedness skills. Better Batter is not just another gluten-free flour. It's what you have been searching for. Visit betterbatter.org. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Okay, we are back, and today we are speaking with Janet Garman of Timber Creek Farmer, and she had just mentioned about how uh, she processes things on her homestead, and and that is such a really big point. I mean, if you go to Janet's website or her Facebook page, all you see is her loving up on her animals all the time. I mean, and, and that's what you do. Your animals have personalities, and... and um, a lot of people will also ask us, isn't it hard, you know, to have an animal that you name and then, you know, you're going to eat it and, and, you know, yes and no. I mean, it has a purpose on our homestead. Everything we have has a purpose. Um, and like Janice said on our homestead, you know, our animals have only one bad day. We take care of them very well. We talk to them. We, they're like our family members, our goats, my goats, I milk them every morning. I have full conversations with my goats. You can think I'm nuts if you want, but they have personalities and they understand. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Janet? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I I don't even want to know what people would think of me if they followed me around with a hidden camera while I was feeding because I sing, I, you know, I talk to them, I tell them things. They don't even really act like they care either, but you know what? I got it off my chest, but it's all good. And they so, don't judge. Um, they don't judge whatsoever. No, they don't. They don't. They only judge They only judge when you don't bring treats. Right. You know, if you're not going to feed them, they are very judgmental. But they, <laughs> if you, you know, if I, if I approach my chicken coop at, you know, five or six o'clock at night and I don't have a bag of mealworms or a bag of chopped up vegetables, they are judging me, Tammy. <laughs> This is so, I guess. <laughs> don't, let, don't let them fool you. This you know, is true. I know I take pictures of them when they're looking sweet and charming, but really? <laughs> they um, do. They, maybe what I should have said is they listen good. They do listen good and they don't talk back. Yes, they, they But do. they might be judgmental if we don't no, bring that's, treats. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And I love, I love my amateur photography, and I am a total amateur. I have never taken a full course. I've had a couple tips given to me by lovely people who wanted to help me out, um, yep. but I, I've never taken a, a class, so it's all kind of self-taught, and by the grace of God, um, the beauty of digital photography and, <laughs> you know, being able to edit pictures on the computer 
so those are all my those are all my secrets. Now everybody knows. Um, <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> um, but you know, that's a great joy for me to to take my camera and just hang out with my animals, and I will sit down in the middle of a pen and I'll just wait for them to get comfortable and wander around me without wondering what I brought. And they do. After a few minutes, they kind of start to ignore me. And I just have to, you know, I just have to watch out for the rooster. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel so blessed that I can do that, that I have that opportunity yep. to sit there and capture their expressions. Um, yep. So it brings me great joy. Yep. Um, yep. And but, writing and writing about our stuff. I just you know, I love writing a blog post and just sharing, you know, what we do and knowing that, you know, maybe this will help someone else. So, and I'm the same way. My guys just I drive them nuts because I'm constantly taking pictures, and you got to take a lot of pictures to get a good one. Oftentimes, so I just keep snapping, you know, to get that good candid one. But yeah. I love. I'm the same way. I love, and I do feel blessed too because, you know, many choose to work in an office under high stress and. Granted, our days are stressful sometimes, but, you know, to be able to have, take that five minutes and be able to surround yourself with, with nature at its finest, it's, it's a good, it's a good thing and a good feeling. (laughs) It is a good, it's a really restoring feeling. Um, it's funny you mentioned, you know, your boys, your, your guys, um, you know, shaking their heads at you yesterday, I decided I needed to start working on the photo shoot for the chickens for the 4th of July banner. So um, I went to the local nursery and picked up some red, white, and blue flowers because everybody does that, right, Tammy? Like, um, everyone decides they're going to do a chicken photo shoot, so they go to the nursery and buy flowers. Yeah, and I did tell them at the nursery why I was there. They're really nice people. Um, I don't know what they said about me when I left, but I told them what I was going to do with the flowers. <laughs> and I came home and I I set up you now I set everything up and my husband appeared from work and um, I said, oh, um, by the way, would you be able to help me for just a few minutes? That's what that means. I said, I'm gonna let. You know, I'm going to let out three chickens at a time for a photo shoot, and I just need help, you know, keeping them in front of the flowers. <laughs> so, yeah, he knew what he was getting into, and uh, bless his heart. <laughs> well, what's what's really funny he is did it. when I was on your site today and I saw your Memorial Day picture, uh-huh. So when you're saying this, I can totally picture it, and I can t- I can totally picture <laughs> the whole scene when your husband stepped in there too. My mine gets uh, recruited for that kind of stuff too, shaking his head and rolling his eyes. Yeah. But we get the job done. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then, you know, I'm like, it's. I love to. I love to um, stick to you know the important things in life, and I feel like our. Um, you know, our nation's holidays are very important to me, yes. so I like to acknowledge them in my blog and in my Facebook uh, postings. So, you know, I've kind of every year stepped it up a little bit more, like how am I going to make this picture that's going to be the picture for this year's Fourth of July page? And <laughs> <laughs> so it's important It's important to me. It's so totally, you know, I guess unnecessary in the scheme of life, but it means a lot to me, and I... We'll probably do three more shoots before I finally get the picture because I forgot the flags last time. So, oh. you know, it's like, oh, and here we are. 
you know, it's a beautiful <laughs> evening. I've got red, white, and blue flowers and chickens roaming around, and I forgot the flag. <laughs> <laughs> I totally so. get that. It's a passion of the heart, and you know what? I, I take great pride in our holidays as well as our military so I think that that's really cool that you're taking those extra measures you know our military goes unnoticed and 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 don't doesn't receive the honor and respect they always deserve so I think that's pretty cool that you're going the extra mile there trying to get the perfect photo <laughs> yes well we're we're a military family by uh, by marriage my daughter married an army officer so okay. um you know we're we're definitely very supportive of anything that will benefit the military help them have better lives and and just everything they do for us so I totally am in agreement with you on that yeah. um yeah. yeah it's definitely important to acknowledge them however we can absolutely so. absolutely absolutely but uh, before we run out of time, I would love for you to touch on your new book. I know you've mentioned it a couple times, but I would love for you to share um, your book with my audience so that they have the opportunity to get that in their hands. Okay, great. Um, my book is called Chickens from Scratch, and then there's a subtitle that says Raising Your Own Chickens from Hatch to Egg Laying and Beyond. Oh. And that basically is exactly what the book is about. I had an opportunity for a few years to co-own a rural feed store, um, a, a small business, and we were a feed dealer and carried a lot of other products for farmers. I loved it. I learned a lot. And one of the things I learned a lot about was the selling of day-old bullets um, or hatchlings um, to people who wanted to raise their own chickens, <clears throat> which was, you know, one of the reasons I started with chickens in the first place was when I started working there, I had to bring home chickens because that was just the coolest thing about working there. So um, anyway, as I worked there longer and longer and dealt with customers more and more year after year, I realized that a lot of the people had the same questions. And not that that's bad, and I did not mind individually answering every single person's questions, but I thought, you know, we need a resource that actually tackles what these people are dealing with, not everything under the sun about a chicken, but they want to know, what do I need to take that chicken home? That chick right there. What do I need to take that chick home? Yeah. And what's going to happen tomorrow when I wake up? And, you know, just the simple things that we overlook when we're telling people about raising chickens. Um, yeah. the simple things like you can raise them for a couple weeks in a plastic tote, you know, bin. And, you know, that'll that'll get you started. Um, you know, a lot of times people look it up on the Internet and they see elaborate setups and they think, oh, my goodness, well, I can't do that. Yeah. And, you, you know, what do you really need was what I wanted the book to be about. Yes. And that's, that's the direction I came from. It's not a really long book. It's kind of a book that you can you know, tuck next to the brooder, and when you go in and you see something you don't understand, you can look it up by topic, and you can, you know, put your mind at rest that it's normal, or you can also see that maybe it needs a little bit of um, TLC or, you know, a problem is forming. Um, so that, that's why I started it. It was a couple years in, you know, in the works while I decided which questions were the most prevalent and which things really needed to be discussed. Uh, I taught classes based on the information in this book for a few years. Um, 
They were well attended. I don't know if it was because people really love chickens or the fact that we had pizza. But, you know, <laughs> they they came and they, they asked good questions. Um, and I, I, you know, I joke, but I think they really did want to learn how to be successful at raising their chicks. Sure. And sure. having fresh eggs in their backyard. So it's <clears throat> kind of neat to be encouraging people in that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. you, you mentioned, too, about getting the things. You know, oftentimes, too, people see what's required in, in the big scheme of things, and and they'll buy it all when, like you said, there's frugal ways okay. to do things. So, you know, you're touching probably both audiences there. And, and uh, you guys will find a review of her book on our website in the next two weeks. Um, I had the privilege to read Janet's book, and uh, it is a wealth of information. And it's like you said, oftentimes we get so... We're so used to living the life that we forget some of the small details. So it's nice to be able to, you know, and also to have a one-stop resource for your questions is also really helpful because people get on the Internet and they start surfing and it's like deer in headlights. There's just too much information. So to have a go-to resource is just awesome. Right. And there there are some very, very good, well-known books out there that are much more in-depth than mine, and I recommend people get those after they get started so that they get their confidence built up a little and, and know what they're doing and handle their checks without being afraid of every disease imaginable. Right. And then buy a bigger volume that has more resource information so that if you come across a problem or a question, you'll have that to turn to. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in having books as opposed to just having the Internet because I think, you know, the Internet is this vague thing out there still to people in our generation. And, yeah. um, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to depend on the Internet for everything in my life. So yeah. I, you know, usually will recommend people have some good resource material. Agreed. And I think my book fits into that, you know, fits into that scheme. It gives you a, a good place to start and get your confidence. And, and know that you can do this. You can raise those eggs, you know, those fresh eggs in your very own backyard from sweet hens and, you know, what to do if you end up with a rooster. You know, I cover those kind of things in the book, yeah. too. Yeah, excellent. An excellent point about having a physical copy of a book in your hands. I talk about that a lot, not only because of, like you mentioned, but I my thoughts also are if the Internet were to suddenly disappear, you know, where would your resources come from? And we like to try to build a really good, solid physical library in our home, not just e-books, you know, as well as... Um, you know, the in, and utilizing the internet, but to have that as a backup, and and books like Janet's are exactly what you need to have, so that you know, if in the event that you need to look up something and there isn't an internet available, you have the resource at your fingertips. Yeah, I think I think it's wonderful that we have the ability to have both. That you know, yeah. we we can you know read some things that we don't think we would go back to more than once. Right. Um, it's great to have them in the e format. Um, I, I love reading, um, on my ebook format too, but, um, you know, some of your, you know, some of your substantial resource materials, I always recommend that people get a, get a hard copy if you can, yeah. um, yeah. you might be able to find one, you know, used somewhere and get it for just a couple of dollars and then you have it. Yep. Yep. Great advice. 
great advice. Janet, we're actually running out of time, but I wanted to just give you the floor one more chance here to, and the opportunity to share um, some encouraging words with my audience, if you, if you don't mind. No, um, I would, you know, I guess leave you all with the thought that um, if you have a dream to, to start raising some of your own food or to get more in touch with, with your, um, just the earth and how things work together with our bodies, um, you know, there's no time like today to get started. It doesn't have to be a huge leap. You don't have to abandon everything that you've done before in order to start taking steps towards a more self-reliant type of lifestyle. So, you know, I definitely encourage you to do that. And if you have questions, I think I'm pretty easy to reach. I have um, all the social media sites in, in our repertoire. We have a Facebook page of Timber Creek Farm. We're on Instagram as um, TC Farm, and we're on Pinterest as uh, Timber Creek Farm. So I think you can find us, ask us questions. Um, we're happy to happy to get back to you and encourage you further. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Janet, for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed actually talking to you in person. I know. I know. Likewise. And everybody, thank you so much for joining me. And until our next show, you guys take care and God bless. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where you will learn something new every week. We hope you enjoyed the show and encourage you to join us at TreyerWilderness.com. And be sure to connect with us on iTunes. Remember, your reviews on iTunes are very important to us and help us reach more people just like you. 